We last started the Mishnah at the bottom of Memdal Amudbet, discussing if an ox was on its way to getting stoned, sentencing finished, that's it, he's supposed to get the stone, and the owner made it Kadosh, it's not the Kadosh, if he slaughtered it, you know, that it have any benefit from the flesh, but if he, if he was Makadish or he slaughtered it before sentencing, then it's allowed. We said if you gave if he, if the owner gave it to a shomer, whatever the case is, at that point the shomer now becomes instead of the owner. And if it was a muad, you'd have to pay full damages, time half damages. And with that, we're going to start memdal amudbet last line by the gemara tanura banan shor shehemit. If an ox killed a person, if he sold it before sentencing. Machur, it is sold. You could use it for plowing. Hikdisho, if he made it kadosh, muktash, it's kadosh. Shehatof, he slaughtered. Besar mutar, you're allowed to use the, the meat. You're allowed to eat it. shomer, lebet ba'alav. If the shomer send it back to the owner, muhzar, it's given back. Meaning, if the shomer gave it back to the original owner before betin finished it, and and they're going to come and take away the ox. At that day, he gave back the ox, and he is exempt from paying for this ox that got killed. Mishinigumar, you know, once the sentencing happening, it's as if it's already been killed. And therefore, mecharo enomachor. If he, if he, he sold it, it's it's not a sale. Hikdisho, if he made it kadosh, it's not kadosh. Shehato besaro asur. If he slaughtered it, you know, eat the meat. If the Shomer brought it back to the original owner, it's not considered bringing it back. Rabbi Yaakov Omer, he argues on that last din. Even after sentencing, if the Shomer gave it back to the original owner, that's it. It's considered as if he gave it back. He doesn't know anything. And Lema Behaka Miflaget. Sounds like the Mahloket between them, between Rabbanan and Rabbi Yaakov is, it sounds like according to Rabbanan, when something is asur, you now don't have any benefit from it, you can't tell a creditor, you can't tell the original owner, here it is, I know it's asur, but uh, here it is in front of you, I'm uh, totally exempt, I'm free to go, and here you're stuck with your, uh, your, your uh, whatever it is that you now don't have benefit from. Rabbi Yaakov Sabal, it sounds like Rabbi Yaakov holds that when something is is an isur hanaa, something you're not allowed to have any benefit from, according to Rabbi Yaakov, you're allowed to say here it's in front of you, meaning I gave it back and it's your problem that it's asur. But Amar Abar, Abba said, no, that's not the machloket, because according to everyone, we hold, when it comes to something that is prohibited to have any benefit from, everyone holds Listen, it's in front of you, meaning I gave it back. Uh, too bad. De'im ken, because if that's the real mahlokit, why don't you go one step further, clarify what, what you're trying to say, and niflog le'anyan chametz. Bepesachan, argue about chametz. And Pesach, don't uh, argue on something like an ox getting stoned. Argue on the big thing. Chametz on Pesach. If I, I, if I owe someone a bread, and I pay him back on Pesach, does that count as me paying him back or not? Say that's their mahlokit. From the fact that we didn't go that route, the machloket between Rabbanan and Yaakov is, do we sentence this ox to death when the ox is not in Betin? The Rabbanan, they hold that you, you don't sentence this ox to death if he's not here in Betin. The Amar there, 
The reason is because the owner could tell the Shomer, if you would have given to me, I would have had it escape, I run to the swamp somewhere where it's uh, where no one could find it. What you did now by giving it to Betim to get it sentenced, you you made things worse for me. Now I can't. Uh, you you let the ox go into someone's hands where I can't even argue with. The Betim is so strong. There's no, there's nothing I could say to get my ox back. I can't uh, have it escape. I can't uh, I can't do anything. Rabbi Yaakov holds that we could sentence this ox to death even when it's not over here in Betin. And Rabbi Yaakov's reason is because because at the end of the day, the Shomer could always say that they would have sentenced this ox to death one way or another. Meaning even if I didn't give it to them and you, I gave it back to you and it would have ended up in the swamp, still they could always judge it and sentence it to death even when it's by you. My Talmud Rabbanan, what's the Rabbanan's reason? Because the Pasuk says, The ox gets thrown, the owner dies, meaning We're going to compare the death of the owner to the death of the ox, meaning You could only judge the, the owner. If the owner killed someone, if a person killed someone, you could only sentence him if he's right here in your face. The Pasuk says, Same thing with an ox. It has to be Befanav, the ox has to be in Betin. Same rules apply. Rabbi Yaakov will tell you, I could always say, in regards to the owner, that they can make claims, they could talk in Betin, and that's why you can't sentence him if he's not here. But the ox, can he make claims? No, obviously not. So therefore, you could, uh, you could sentence him, you could judge him, even when the ox is not here. Next, we saw in the Mishnah, Misarol Shomer Hinam Shoel. If someone gave the ox to a Shomer, whatever the case is, they now become instead of the owner. Tanura Banan, Arbaan Ichnesuta Hatabi Alim. The four cases where the, uh, where the Shomer is now instead of the owner. Veluen, Shomer Hinam, if someone's doing a favor watching the ox for his friend. Vashoel, someone who borrowed an ox. Nose Sakhar, if he's getting paid. Vihasokher and the renter. In these four cases, Haragu, if the, the ox killed someone, Tamin, if they're short time, Niharagin, they get killed, Upturin, Minakofer, and the owner or the Shomer in this case does not have to pay the Kofer. If they're Muadin, Niharagin, Mushalmin, Eta Kofer, they get killed and you have to pay the Kofer. The Hayavin, Hazir, Deme, Shod, Balavan, on top of that, if they're Shomerim, they have to pay back whatever the, the ox is worth to the original owner because, because now that their ox got killed, they lost an ox. Now, in all these cases, you have to pay. He did a favor, and therefore, if something happened out of his control and it, and it gored someone and it got killed, he doesn't have to pay for the ox. Now, so now the Gemara has a question. What's the case of the Brayta? If the, the, the Shomer watched over it properly, in all the cases, the Shomer should be exempt from paying. Rashi explains, except the, the borrower, the borrower is even hayav if there's an onus. And over here, it's as if it's an onus. And if they didn't watch over the ox, even the shomer hinam was negligent and he should have to pay. 
So the Gemara explains, I'm going to hacha b'maraskin. What are we dealing with here? Then natresh shemira pechuta vela natresh shemira meula. We're talking about a situation where he watched over it, but very low level. Not he wasn't uh, he wasn't very careful with it. He didn't uh, let's say he didn't lock the door well. Shomer hinam kalta lo shemirato. The reason shomer hinam is patur from paying for the ox is because that's all he had to do. He just had to not be negligent, and that's what he did. However, Hanach, but the rest of the Shomrim, that's not where their obligation ends. No, they have to protect it a little bit better. It has to be like the Rashba explains, that locking a metal door isn't good enough. You have to sit there watching it the entire time in order for him to be exempt. Now, the Gemara wants to know who's the Brata like. Amre Keman, who's the Brata like? Ikribimir is like Kribimir holds in the next Mishnah that a Shor Mu'ad needs to be safeguarded uh, very well, and that's why you have to pay Kofir, except a, a Shomer Hinam doesn't have to pay the original owner for the ox because he just has to watch even a, a, a low level watch. So Ikribimir de Amar Socher ke Shomer Hinam Dami, or you could say it's Kribimir who holds in Masechet Bamitziah that. A renter is like an unpaid watchman. Then litni, then the breita should say chutz mishomer hinam da'asocher. Then the breita should say straight out that yeah, they have to they uh, have to watch the ox very well, except the shomer hinam and the renter. Ve'iker biyehuda, and if it's like biyehuda, the amar socher kenose sachar dami. Biyehuda holds the renter is like a paid watchman. Then if that's the case. Nitni chutz mi shomer hinam. You should say in the brayta, okay, except for shomer hinam, he doesn't have to pay the owner for the ox. Vechulan bemuadim peturin lanyan kofer. And all these shomrim, when it comes to shomad, they don't have to pay the kofer because according to Yehuda, all you need is a low level of watching or safeguarding when it comes to shomad. Everyone has to be careful from it. Bottom line is, according to Rabbi Meir, according to Yehuda. There are shomrim that are exempt from paying. To, uh, then why is it that I said that uh, they all have to pay kofir? So Amar Avhuna Barhina Hamanir Bi Azir. Now our brayta is Rabbi Azir. The Amar En Lo Shemira Ela Sakin. He held that a shor muad. The only way to safeguard it is by slaughtering it with a knife. And that's why, according to him, all Shomrim have to pay the Kofir if that Shomuad kills, except for Shomir Hinam. And all of them have to pay the original owner the worth of the Ak, except, except for Shomir Hinam. All he has to do is a low level safeguarding. When it comes to the renter, held like who held the renter is like a paid watchman, and therefore he has to safeguard it well. And another answer is Abaya Amar the Olam Kerbimir. You can always say Abaya Tazak Bimir. Vechidim Mahalif Rababarabu. And like in Bamet Sia, Rababarabu have flipped opinions. Vetanen he taught as follows: Socher Ketzad Meshalim. How is how does a renter pay? Rabimir Omer Keshomer Sachar. Rabimir held that the renters like a paid watchman, and Rabiuda Omer Keshomer Hinal. And Rabbi Yudah says he's like a Shomer Hinam. And therefore, you could always say Rabbi Meir held that all Shomrim are Hayaf to pay Kofir. Because when it comes to Shor Mu'ad, you can't just do a low-level Shmirah watching. And by Shomer Hinam, he doesn't have to pay for the ox. He doesn't have to pay the original owner for the ox. However, 
the renter does have to pay for the ox because he's like a, a paid watchman. He should watch it better. And Amar Bilazar Masar Shoro the Shomer Hinam Vizik Bilazar held. If someone gave his ox to a Shomer Hinam and it caused damage, Hayav. The Shomer has to pay for the damages. Huzak, and if the ox got damaged, Paturi, the, the ox doesn't have to pay the owner for whatever happened to the ox. And Amre Hidam in the Gemara asks, what exactly happened over here? Shemirat Nezakav. If the Shomer accepted upon himself that he's going to make sure that this ox doesn't damage anything, then then even if it got damaged, he should also be Hayab. And if he did not accept upon himself to make sure he that this ox doesn't get hurt, then even if this ox caused damage, he should also be Patur. So Amar Rabba le'olam shekibel alav shemirat nezakav. So Rabba explains that we're talking about a situation where he did accept upon himself that he'll make sure that nothing happens to this ox. We're talking about a situation where the uh, the shomer knew from the beginning that this is an, a goring ox. Ustama de milta. And since he knew that this was a goring ox, you have to say that he accepted upon himself that this ox won't damage other people. He's going to safeguard this watch uh, that it's not going to damage. However, that but he never thought about another ox coming to damage this ox. And therefore, he never accepted to watch over that it doesn't get hurt. And therefore, he doesn't have to pay for it. He thought that all the other oxen are going to be scared of this ox, and when it got hurt, uh, he, therefore he's uh, exempt from paying. Next Mishnah. If the owner tied uh, this uh, this ox with it with the reins, with the rope, and he locked the door properly, and one way or another, this ox busted the door open, damaged something, whether it's Tam, whether it's Muad, the owner is obligated to pay because you, you, you're responsible to watch it no matter what. Even if you have to go the extra distance with watching it, you have to watch it. That's the very Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Uda Omer, Tam, if it's a short time, Hayav. You you have to you have to take care of it a little bit more than you have to with a short Muad. Muad Patur. Why? By short Muad, it's the Pasuk says... That the owner didn't watch it, but here he watched it. With short time, he didn't say that, and therefore, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you'd be you're obligated with the time, but not with the short mu'ad. The only way to, to safeguard a short mu'ad is with the knife, meaning you have to slaughter it, and even if you overprotect it, it's still not good enough, you'd always be hayab. And the Gemara starts, my what's Rabimir's reason that doesn't make a difference? Tam Muad, you always hayav. You have to overprotect it according to Rabimir. Because Kasavastam Shivarim Lav Bahitskachimurkame. Because Rabimir held that usually oxen are not watched over. You let them roam freely. And the Torah said that with a short time you're hayav, meaning I would understood that all you need is a low level uh, safeguarding and you're good to go. 
then Hadar Amar Hamana Veloish Merun Gabe Moad. But then in regards to Shor Moad, it says you didn't watch it at all, period. Meaning, that you have to watch over it more than the regular. Meaning, a low level Shmirah is not good enough. You have to overprotect it from damaging. And the Alif And he has a Gzira Shava. And a Gzira Shava, okay, it's already told a different story. And he compares a Shor Tam to Shor Moad. That means they have the same rules. And therefore, a low level Shmirah is not good enough. You have to overprotect it also. Usually, people safeguard their cows. They don't let them. Uh, they don't let them roam around freely. That they could just uh, attack anyone. And the pasuk says that tam has to pay. Meaning, in regards to short tam, you have to overprotect it. You have to protect it a little bit more secure than a regular than a short mod. But then the pasuk said in regards to Ashur Mu'ad that the owner, the reason he's Hayav is because he didn't watch it. Sounds like then Avid sounds like in regards to Ashur Mu'ad you also have to overprotect it. Now the problem is it becomes an addition on top of an addition. So it says you have to overprotect with the, with the short time. And it says you also have to overprotect with the short mod. So it's like an addition on top of an addition. And we know the rule. And usually when we add on top of something that was already added, it's coming actually to subtract. And this is one of those midot in the Torah that we can't really argue on. This is just the, the, the way drashot uh, come together. So now, what are we subtracting? So it's coming to subtract that it's going to take away that you don't have to overprotect, you don't have to high level secure the shore mu'ad. Now, if you want to tell me that there's it says have the same rules, the Rabbi Uda will answer, The Pasuk already said, and he didn't protect them. Sounds like Lazit, sounds like he didn't protect them Mu'ad. Meaning by Mu'ad, all you have to do is just a low-level Shemirah, and not with different type of animal, which is a short tam, that, and I'm understanding that it needs a Shemirah Mi'ula, a better protection. But the Gemara asks, But don't we need Veloy Shemirenu for the love? Just to tell you that there's a prohibition of not protecting your animal. And since it's an addition on top of an addition, okay, then we said that okay, it doesn't have to be a, a highly protective uh, shmirah. It could be even uh, less uh, protective. So the Gemara explains, uh, according to Rabbi Huda, Imken, if it's just coming to tell me the prohibition, Nichtov Rahamana Velo Yishmor. Just tell me Velo Yishmor. My Velo Yishmerenu. What's that extra nu? It's coming to tell me that there's differences between a tam and a muad. Okay, that's Rabbi Yehuda. Tanya Rabbi Yehuda ben Yaakov Omer, Echad tam v'echad muad, Shishemarosh shemira pechuta patur. According to Rabbi Yehuda ben Yaakov, if you protected it even a little bit, you're patur. My talma, why? Because Savar like Rabbi Yehuda, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda da'amar muad b'shemira pechuta sagela, because he held like Rabbi Yehuda, that when it comes to Mu'ad, you just have to watch it a little bit and you're good. But he also, but also, like Rabbi Meir, he learns that and they both have the same rules. 
When Rav Yehuda said patur, he didn't mean that Shor Mu'ad is completely patur. It's only the Mu'ad part, meaning the Tam part, he's still, it's still standing, meaning he still have half damages. It's the other half that he doesn't have to pay. And Amarav, Mu'ad lekeren yamin, eno Mu'ad lekeren semol. Rav adds halacha, if, if an ox gore three times with his right uh, horn, he's not considered a Mu'ad for the left horn. Meaning if uh, ox were on his left side and he didn't gore them, then he's not considered a Mu'ad for the left side. And Amre was asked, Eliba deman. Who did Rav say this according to If it's according to Rabbi Meir, say, doesn't make a difference if it's a Tam or Mu'ad, you have to take care of it on a high level. And And if it's according to Rabbi then Meiria care and small, then what do I care about the left side? I feel we be, I mean, even on the right hand side, Nami, it it also has a uh, Mu'ad part to it, and the horn also has a Tam part to it. He's going to always have to pay something. So what does he mean? It's not Mu'ad for the left side. So I'm ready to say, you have to say, Rav held like Rabbi Yehuda. He doesn't hold like Rav Adabarahava, that if he's Mu'ad to the right, he's not Mu'ad to the left. And this is what Rav was trying to say. Ki hai gavna hu de tamut um mu'adet. In a certain way, you have a Tam and Mu'ad in the same animal. Right side Mu'ad, left side Tam. And if he go to the left side, it's only half damages. Aval Mu'ad legamre. But if this ox was completely Mu'ad, meaning with both horns, then Rav would tell you, Lo Then this animal doesn't have a part of it that's Tam. It's completely Mu'ad. You always have to pay full damages. Or on the other hand, you would have, you would be patur completely, and we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.